this isn't what this show's about. Professionalism is not our forte. Um, <laughs> so, what are we all drinking tonight? Well, Jones, I am drinking a Merlot um, from the southern region of the Co-op Fridge. I have to say, um, you were almost Hatch-esque with your um, pronunciation of Merlot. How about you, James? Um, I have a bottle of apparently 2019 vintage Chianti with a very, very boring label. That's a very boring label. Craig, you have a funky drink on the go. Has it turned oh, white yet? I am, That's I am going to make no yeah. sense to anyone who wasn't listening to the bit that we don't record. So I am drinking Iraq tonight. Which is not I think, I think we should spell it. <laughs> A-R-A-K. So uh, it is an anise liqueur from Israel. And that's Arak for those of us in the UK. And Becca, what are you on? Am I now the sober, sensible one of this group? Like, what I think I think you've always been the sensible one. I think you're now the sober one. <laughs> I have tea again because I'm going to go to bed after this. What sort of tea? <laughs> and it's nighttime tea. It's got no caffeine in it. Uh, is it nighttime Yorkshire tea or just nighttime tea? No, it was just a night time, too. It's oh, it's our time. So, infectiously enthusiastic voice, James Bailey, where are we racing in this week's Herd Summer Racing League? Thank you, Stephen. In Herd Summer Racing League this week, we are heading to London for three laps of Greater London Flat. This will see our riders traverse 41.5 kilometres for 140 metres of climbing. Sorry, I can't keep this up. Um, the points this week are available for the first three mile sprints. So this will include the lead-in, the first lap, and the second, but not the final. Racers will not have to complete the Helicom reverse, so we are spared from Steve's diatribe for this week at least. However, for the record, I would like to say the Helicom reverse is shining, shimmering, splendid. I mean, I'd like to say that's as enthusiastic as I'm going to get about this route, that, that introduction you got there, James. Steve, I'm really sad that you haven't got what the last three words were. <laughs> oh, it started already. It has. It started already. Um, don't worry, there'll be some more Easter eggs for you. So, uh, yeah, that was as enthusiastic as I'm going to get. Becca, I, I imagine you share my enthusiasm. enthusiasm. Uh, you can probably say the word enthusiasm. Um, for a route that has the word flat in it. I know, it's not even like an interesting flat route. It's a really boring flat route and the sprint is just a boring sprint. So yeah, my favourite one of this series. I, 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 said that, I quite I think, like the sprint in London because it's short. Does it finish on like, the mall or on the banner? Um, the banner is on the mall. Because there's a banner before the mall, isn't there as well? Um, I'm jumping ahead anyway. I think this is this has the opportunity to be the most panache-filled route, um, but I'll come to that. Craig, you're um, the heaviest person here and in no way fat-shaming you, but um, probably the person who's going to most like this route. Uh, what do you think about it? I absolutely adore this route. This is essentially five sprints and a bunch of sitting in the back. I'm so, yeah. Where do I get five from? So I get Northumberland Avenue, the three times going through the sprint for points and the finish. What's Northumberland? It's that hill, is it? That's what they call it on uh, 
I don't know if it's actually Northumberland Avenue. I assume so. But when you are coming in the end of the lead-in, you're coming along the hill. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think you can almost make it six if you include the start. I I thought about saying that, saying six, but I mean the start is just the start. The start is the start on all the races. You've made me happy with how Canadian you sounded there, Craig. Um, so <laughs> a difficulty we're going to have tonight is this is a really hard course to describe because there aren't the normal waypoints. If you're a Londoner, maybe if I'm a Londoner, it's easier to know some of the bits, or if you're familiar with London, it's easier to know some of the bits. But talk us through the route, James. We head out of the start pens. Um, yeah, so you've got the lead in. It goes up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Um, and then you go on to what Craig has called Northumberland Avenue, which may or may not be the right name for it. Um, but you've got a, um, a 5% um, ramp up that, and, and that's generally where you'll get the first attacks of the race. Um, you will then hang a right and do a silly little hairpinny thing um, before heading back down towards the extremely large roundabout. Um, at which point you will see the start finish line for the first time and you'll have a first sprint. So there are Constitution Hill, I believe, is the hill you go up to to the silly large roundabout, and then you turn right and go round a bit, and then you hit the Mall, I think is the um, official names of these things. But I, I believe you are correct. Th- there's not much to say about um, London other than Constitution Hill. So you go down a hill and then you hit on the right, there's a, a monument. I think is Winston Churchill in real life. Um, and that's the point where you can do a sprint. And this is why I say I think it's the opportunity for the, it is possibly the most panache, um, opportune route, should we say, um, that I still think somebody could really, really attack on that hill and lead to the finish. And now over to you three to say why in our usual segment, Steve is talking rubbish. So... I have seen. I'm genuinely a, excited uh, for how quiet you are. <laughs> no, no. So, so Steve, uh, Steve, I have seen uh, breakaways work here. Um, the the thing is, you need it's it's almost easier for it to happen off that hill coming out of the lead in on a single lap race than in a three lap race because I don't think anywhere else is sharp enough to really for anything to happen. You've got the free four percent out of a tunnel, and that's it. Yeah, and that's that's a really short section. That'll be what 15, 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah. So I, in- I've I've mostly raced this in the bullseye, and the bit where people get dropped is the is the Constitution Hill. Is that climb there? So um, I think it's, it. I think that's more going to weaken people, and people be dropped. I don't think that's going to be the move. Um, but who knows? Panache, Becca, how are you riding this one as somebody who is? Really good at Swift. Sit in the pack, do the sprints, sit in the pack, do the sprints. Like there isn't anything else you can do. I'm not going to try and do anything stupid. You know, um, I'm going to back myself on the final sprint for once. If I can get the timing right, I'll actually be okay. Big words. Like it. So Becca has got uh, big words there. Craig, how about you? Uh, pretty much identical. Um, so one thing I will say is... I did have an, the, the race I saw a breakaway work on this course. Um, I had the opportunity to bridge and didn't because I thought it would come back. So I'm going to be more attentive than I have been in previous races. But if a breakaway happened, Craig? Um, it was, it was at the, t- it was at the lead in, but 
mm. or coming, but it was, um, yeah, it, it had the opportunity. I could have gotten back onto it pr without too much effort, and but I didn't because I didn't think it was going away. No, it's definitely not a course where you'd expect to break away to succeed. So it's pretty dull. It's flat. It's a sprinter's course. Stay in the pack. Do the sprints. Win the sprint at the end. Um, that's probably the shortest and most succinct chat we've had about any of these routes so far, which means more room for the nonsense, which I'm particularly happy about. So which bike are we riding this week and why, uh, James? Um, so I mean, obviously my answer every single week is Pink Tron. Um, but I think the and my repost is sorry. My question was, what's the second book choice of bike we're riding? <laughs> my question every week. Um, Ventra disc wheels. And if you're not a level forty-five um, rider yet, what's the next best bike, Craig? Uh, so I guess it's. I mean, if you're level thirty-five, it's Venge with the other disc wheels. Um, if if you're not. It, if you don't have the disc wheels, it's the Tron. And after that, it's just your best aero bike. Yeah, um, Cervelo P5 is quite a good flat. That's a TT bike. Oh, so is it the S5? Anyway, there's one of the Cervelos, which is a, a fairly low level, good flat bike. Um, yeah. The um, not yeah, the Madone is quite good on the flat, isn't it? Um, yep. They're all much for muchness, and I don't think it makes any difference. And that's why Zwift don't pay us any money to make this. Um, uh, presumably, there will be a canyon. Speaking of people who have paid Zwift money, that's really good on the flat. So it's probably going to be the air road, isn't it? But more about canyon bikes later. Um, so galloping forward on our agenda this week, uh, James, would you like to tell us what's coming up in the Herd Racing League this week? Yeah, I'm going to try and do it in order this week as well. Um, Where would the sun so be in that? What's <laughs> happening on Friday next week uh, in the Herd Racing League? So um, to start things off, we have... Sorry, <laughs> I'm getting confused by my um, very strangely dated spreadsheet. Um, so to start things off, we will have um, three laps of Beach Island Loop on Monday um, in the, the Stampede, our individual time trial event. On Wednesday, we have nine laps of the Volcano Circuit for Bullseye, um, which is our point series. So basically, you'll score up to 50 points each lap, um, depending on your position at the end of each lap with double points available on the final lap. Um, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we've heard Summer Racing League, um, we will have a single lap of Actabarn. Um, and I think uh, there's one member of this podcast who'll be particularly happy. Um, and then finally on Sunday, um, we have our um, Herd of Mountain Goats series. Um, and that will be Muir and the Mountain for 767 metres, featuring Titans Grove Reverse, which is not seen particularly often in races, um, and the Epic KOM Plus Radio Tower, I think. Mm, sounds like a thrilling chase for you and me, that, James. Um, so, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, lots of exciting new things coming up. Um, and also an exciting new race series coming up as well. So let's talk a bit about that before we go on to 
what's going for me for me to be the silliest thing that I've done in a while. But anyway, new race series coming up, James. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, basically, with um, Swift Racing League finishing, um, there's obviously a bit of a void um, with lack of Tuesday racing, which we've had not not quite back to back, but not far away um, for probably the last, I guess, six months even. Um, and I, I felt there was a bit of an absence of women's racing series. So hope all being well from a week on Tuesday, we'll be launching our herd series, um, which is capital H E R lowercase D and capital S H E lowercase R I E S. So, um, that will be um, a six-week long series, um, kicking off with um, an individual time trial of Bologna, um, followed by three shorter races um, or scratch races, and then two longer points races. So that that was great, James. So well done for being the first person in all of humanity to make something less clear by spelling it out. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, We've got some great feedback about this. We've we've spoke to Claire previously, loads of cool people in the herd and loads of them who are also women, which is amazing. Um, And also nice new event. Becca, as the only woman in this chat, how do you feel about women-only series? Is this something that excites you? Are you excited by the number of people in the herd? Would see Becca many moons ago have been excited about this? To be fair, the women's series that WTRL put on last year that an awful lot of the herd women started doing that got them into racing was the one that kept me racing every week because I'd sort of had enough with HSRL because I kept losing. And um, racing against the other women was a bit more of a challenge. And, you know, you have with people with similar weight and people of similar sort of like skill set, it, it does work a lot better when, especially when you're sort of in cat C, cat B, that sort of like borderline. But um, yeah, it's nice to have, and I mean, there's a hell of a lot more women now racing um, for the herd. And then there was back when we started that and Dorothy put out the post for that. So, um, yeah, this series could be really good, depending on um, participation, which I imagine for the herd is probably going to be fairly high. Yeah, it looked really strong. And uh, I can understand your struggle with reaching new heights in the um, Herd Summer Racing League uh, last time as well. So let's move on to what's my most exciting thing now uh there's been an update to swift and this is almost as doing news but like you know as it's just gonna be us being a bit drunk and and being silly so i i'm not gonna say it yet (laughs) i'm just so excited you folks could see my excited little face there's been an update um swift has dropped mccurry islands um which is weird it's a bit like them dropping titan's grove and saying yeah this thing called watopia will exist um but james you're the only person who who's ridden a whole new world, um, <laughs> which um, uh, you're the only person that's written this, a whole new world. Um, and what can you tell us about it? Um, did you go uh, shimmering, freewheeling, soaring? Uh, were you on a magic carpet ride? Were there un- unbelievable sights and indescribable see- feelings? And what can you tell us about this fantastic new view that you had? And no one could tell you no. And I'm done. So... <laughs> I Thanks. promise I'm done with the Aladdin references now. I, I don't believe you, but okay. Um, so w- when the um, whole new world um, dropped on whole Wednesday, new world. <laughs> when, it, when it dropped on Wednesday, um, I, I had one of my daft ideas that actually I'm going to do every single one of the new routes on Thursday. 
um, which took me out to about 135 kilometers. Um, I recorded all of them. Um, they're all in our um, Mercury Islands playlist on our YouTube channel, Heard on TV. And we're uh, going to put a link to that in the show notes as well, aren't we? Um, yeah. Um, YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Heard on TV. But we'll put a link because that'll be easier. And please um, don't spell it out, James, because it will make it less clear. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, lots of gravel. Um, for the first time ever in Zwift, the gravel bike has a purpose. Um, there are um, there's a gravel only route, um, Cedar Tree. Um, there you've got Kappa Quest and Spirit Forest, which are I think probably eighty to ninety percent gravel, um, and from the the post on Swift Insider um, on Kappa Quest, which is essentially essentially a gravel route with um, the Temple KOM, which is all gravel, um, peaks at around about eight to ten percent. Um, Eric has said that the Canyon Grail um, will outpace the Tron by about twenty seconds for a, a pretty short lap. Um, I think it was around about 17 minutes at 200 watts, uh, 300 watts even. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's, it's a nice world. Um, it doesn't bring what I would like to see from Zwift. Um, but I think for your casual riders, um, they'll find it very enjoyable. Um, I, I, want, I want more big hills. Um, I want more variety for climbing. Um, and the KOMs um, in um, Mercury are... The temple is probably seven minutes race pace, um, and the castle is probably five. Um, so, um, you know, you can definitely push yourself on them, um, but they're not like the 20, 30 minute plus climbs that we've been sort of praying for for a long time. Um, but the, the word is that this is basically the first drop of a number of. Um, new bits of tarmac and gravel. So um, I, I think it's very well done. Um, just because it doesn't give me what I, I want doesn't mean it's not good. Um, but hopefully there'll be some more nice big bits of climbing in future drops. You're doing the internet wrong, James. Um, you should accept that Swift exists just to serve exactly what you and you want. And that if it doesn't do that, you should be outraged at all times. That seems to be how forums work, isn't it? Um, none of us have read this or written this yet, have we? Um, apart from James. Uh, so, first impressions, Becca and Craig, just from what you've seen online. It looks pretty. Like I think they've done a good job with the GUI, but I haven't looked at the rest of it. So I looked quite a bit, both at uh, James's videos, and but also uh, I, I logged into the world. I wasn't able to ride at the time I was doing something else, but I, I logged into the world and was kind of fan viewing people and looking around. Uh, between that and the Zwift Insider uh, info on the routes, uh, I, as, as much as the initial list of routes with the distances and elevations looks a little disappointing, uh, as I really started to look at it, I, I think this is gonna be really interesting. Um, so yeah, hopefully there's a little bit added around this because this kind of looks like if, if you compare it to Watopia, this kind of looks like hilly route and flat route and without all the things around it. Um, so th that's kind of my hope is they build like that around it, but 
just the so the, the couple small climbs, the different routes with the different ratios of the surfaces. Uh, I, I see lots of opportunities for interesting races after we finally get the segments onto Zwift Power. And bike swaps. And that, that was genuinely going to be a question. Like, will we see races where the bike swap will genuinely be a race option? I don't think so. Craig um, is pulling a face of absolute disgust at me at this moment. So I don't think so. I don't think this... So bike swaps work in Watopia. Anytime a route goes through the jungle, you can bike swap onto it and then bike swap off, to it, off of it. It's a long enough stretch of dirt that it makes sense. Um, but here, it's, that's not, it's not leaning towards bike swaps, which I like. You have to... You have the... What's most important? It's which spots are most important. And I can see routes where some people are going to be on a mountain bike and some are going to be on a road bike. And some that, are going that, to be on gravel. That's and that, genuinely that, exciting. Yeah. No, that, that's that's actually the thing when I started looking at it, I like this could be really interesting. Bike selection is going to be so key. Um, although I, I think having done the routes, I think they are generally road bike routes or gravel routes. And yes, you'll, you'll get some people who start, um, say, for example, Spirit Forest, which starts off on tarmac. They'll, they'll start that on the road bike and they'll stay on the road bike and they'll get swamped by everyone on the gravel bike. Um, so bike selection is going to be so key, so much more so than us talking about whether or not we use the, uh, the Tron or the um, Venge or disc wheels in London. Um, it, it's definitely going to make things interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, in a way that worries me slightly that kind of at the moment it doesn't really matter too much what bike you choose for most routes. It's not making a massive difference to routes so if, if you don't get a mountain bike in the jungle that's minutes of difference but you're mostly talking seconds of difference it worries me when there's a route and the dogs just walked in hello it doesn't um it worries me when there's a route where people can genuinely join and on the wrong bike and that make a big problem for them so yeah I don't, it, are, you, are you not excited by um it basically being a whole new world of um, bike options. I, I, I am excited by it being a whole new world of bike options, but um, no, it's, I just, my worry is, is it a barrier to entry? That, that's the thing. If, like, would Zwift default you? It wouldn't be great if Zwift went, hey, there's gravel on this race that you're doing. We're going to default you onto a mountain bike or we're going to default you onto this bike, which might, may not be the optimal choice, but is a good choice. It means you're not going to lose five minutes across the race or something like that. But, or 20 uh, seconds. Yeah. Well, the organizers do that because the crit I did it the, a couple of days ago, they put you on the selected bike. Yeah, so um, event organizers can choose to force you onto a Zwift mountain bike or um, a Zwift road, or they can give you the option of having open bike selection. Um, I, I, I personally disagree with Steve in that I, I, I find that one of the fun things that happens before all of our races is people ask questions about what, what bike is best. And, you know, sometimes they're little bit daft questions, um, sometimes not. Um, sometimes people ask whether or not a bike swap is um, sensible, in which case the, the answer is 99% no, unless it involves the jungle. Um, I, I, I like the fact there's a little bit of thinking about the race you're about to do. Um, 
But yeah, yeah maybe, um, maybe I'm not explaining it right then, James. So I think I don't mind that. Like I, I will chase the optimal game as much as you. What I don't like is where you are placed at an incredible deficit through a lack of knowledge in the game. Yeah, that's so that for my example, that is you join a race in the jungle and you see people on a road bike and they're just going nowhere and you steam past them. And if someone's new to the game on the Zwift road bike, they're thinking, well, this game's rubbish and I'm not going to play anymore. So could there be a suggested bike when you lo log in through Zwift that goes, this is this course, we suggest you choose a mountain bike or we suggest you choose a road bike and, and no further kind of guidance than that. And then we've got the kind of world about a whole new world of mountain bikes and cyclocross bikes and gravel bikes and things like that, that you could choose your optimal games. But anyway, this is, this is in danger of turning into a Steve goes on a 30 minute rant about why Zwift does games badly. Let's move on to things that have annoyed us about Zwift this week. And I'm going to kick us off with how they have deployed this world. I just, I'm really cross at Swift. I'm really, I, I just, why would you deploy a tiny bit of a world? Like, no, like, and tease that it's Japan. And I think everyone knows that there's really cool bits of, everyone's going like Mount Fuji, that's going to be cool. Um, they did a really cool video of like, this is going to be it. And then it kind of drips and drabs out how it's going to come. Like, be ready for up, if it's going to be the first of 10 chapters of Japan, be really up in front, front and center about it. Be, we've got these 10 things planned even if you've only got maybe it go eight and if you go, go two extra that you haven't quite not sure with your development time that's bonus to content to it isn't it but you you tease japan and then you dump this it I, I i i'm left feeling a bit like i did with france which is like france world that's gonna be amazing we're gonna get an alpine climb and we got an alpine climb and that was great and then we did von and realized that von is a really really dull climb that's not swift's fault it's mount von fault but um i just I look at this and go, it could be great. And then I look at France and go, that could have been great. And then I've ridden it and I've got a bit bored. And on France, we can see all these extra detours where they've clearly planned off-road routes and different routes around France world that never happened. My fear is we get, well, what, what is this tiny amount of cycling and that nothing else happens? Um, anyway, that's what's upset me about the world of Zwift. Um, please, some people fill the world with optimism for me now. No, I have to say my complaint was fairly similar to yours and that I find it a bit underwhelming that they teased so much and there were a lot of rumours that it was going to be a big update and it was going to be a big world and then they dumped us with, what, like 30-something kilometres and then you can ride them the other way. It's like, it's not quite what I was hoping for, but never mind. I don't know about you folks, but... I'd just like them to be a bit more honest about what they're working on. So say to us, we have a history of delivering the UCI courses. So everyone's looking at this going, the Olympics are there. If you've got a tie up with the Olympics, could you do the Olympic course? Matt Freitas is asking us in one of our chats, oh, do you think they'll do the Olympic course? To be honest, I think they won't because it's 170 Ks or something like that, 160 Ks, the Olympic course. They're not going to recreate that kilometer for kilometer, but they could say, look, we don't do this but we will create the final 10K. We'll create, recreate Mount Fuji. There's another climb on the route. We'll recreate that. And we'll do a bit of swifty coolness. That means that you cycle through a tunnel and you arrive out on the other side, exactly like they did with London, which I think is a really cool fix for this and what they should have done with Paris and France. Um, they could have done that, but again, it's this, just tell us what you're going to do. And I think I wouldn't mind so much if you took a while to deliver it 
it's this whole kind of like, I don't know, that you either get nothing or you get teased with a lot and then what they deliver isn't very much. And you just think, I just wonder what they're doing. But Craig, think, I'm not think, reading your whiteboards. <laughs> I think um, my, my issue is the whole lack of roadmap. Um, and going essentially on your point, Steve, that um, we know they do an update once a month. Um, more often than not, it's really disappointing. Um, but the one time they say, wait for next month, it's going to be absolutely incredible. And we're thinking, wow, this, this could be really big. Like um, the, the whole Japanese um, Olympic route obviously would have been a bit of a push. Um, but 30 kilometers of roads that all look pretty similar. And there's an awful lot of samey stuff in there. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm like, um, yesterday I was cycling for five hours, but I covered the same bits of track an awful lot of times. I did the Temple Con, I think, seven or eight times. Um, and I, I, I had an issue with um, how they basically said, here's a press release. Um, we're doing um, IOC um, virtual um, events aren't we amazing? This is great. But we're not going to say anything about them. We're not going to tell you anything about it whatsoever. And then we're going to go through this massive teaser episode two, three days before telling us it's the greatest thing in the entire world. And then they give us 30 kilometers of road. Quite disappointing. Um, I'd sympathize a bit with the, the IOC things because I, in my day job, I do corporate comms and sometimes we announce stuff and we don't really know exactly what it is we're going to do. But what we would do in that announcement is go, and this is what our intention is here. And I feel like Zwift missed that, but they said, hey, we're doing a thing. Uh, and then, but realistically, uh, with I mean, like the, the IOC announcement was, what, three, four weeks ago? Um, you would hope that all of the development for the, these routes would have been a testing by that stage or if not, would have been very, very close to it. So Bell have known exactly what they're going to be launching, probably to the day they're going to launch it. Um, and I, 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 I get they like suspense and they like to build things up, but they're basically relying on people to stay and keep their enthusiasm for the game with no information given whatsoever about what they have planned for the next two years. Because realistically, they know that. They know what they want to do for the next two, three years. Um, I, I, I know for a fact that they basically know what um, events they're putting on for that period of time. Um, why don't they tell the community? They, they need the community in order to thrive. They should be engaging. Yeah, yeah. and I, 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 as I've said in the past, I think possibly on this show, for me, the USP of Zwift is Watopia. And make cool stuff in Wartopia. Give me the ability to jump into Wartopia. And if I want to recreate the feel of a Tour de France stage, I can do a hundred kilometers up and then finish up, von, uh, not von top, out to Zwift. I, uh, effectively, the, uh, the length of the, the stage that you would do when you go up, out, out to it. Just do big foothills and then turn onto the Alp. But, but make that as a route. Just make, make, make cool expansions, make things like that, make little climbs. You could, Watopia gives you the ability, the ability to put the Murder Britannia 
next to um, like a climb in Aspen or something like that and just say, well, we've modeled it a bit on this climb. And people go, okay, right. So this is a 20 minute climb. Just give us that ability to, to play with the cycling geography that it would take us hours or years to commute between and play with that. But anyway, Craig, what's um, upset you this week <laughs> before it becomes James, James and Steve have a long roundabouts with? <laughs> so sorry, you've led perfectly into my point. What's upset me is actually the negativity. Um, so like, honestly, there's a bunch of cool here. Um, so I, I've seen, so the cool is they've actually done courses that go dirt, pavement, dirt, pavement, dirt, pavement. Okay, so this it's not just a mountain bike or a road bike. So they finally have a purpose for those gravel bikes they threw in a year ago. So that's good. They've got a new world. And I mean, sure, there's maybe some track record that makes us pessimistic on them following up. But they've kind of said, yeah, we're going to add on to this. So that tells me, you know, maybe this is Watopia 2, essentially, where they're going to keep building and keep building and keep building. Um, and, and then so I, I did see somebody that, you know, looked at their Strava and zoomed out and the, the Watopia GPS location is not that far from the McCurry Island. It's uh, 152 kilometers. It's 152 kilometers. Isn't that convenient? So, I mean, there's some really cool stuff that could happen there. If they do that, that's really cool. If they don't, I mean... They, they don't they haven't said they're going to there's that actually is complete speculation but i think this new world even just the start of it is hey, already Craig. this whole new world this whole <laughs> new world but i'm gonna jump so in the whole new world with these java with these the the, the gravel with the the dirt with the mix of terrain there is so much potential for more spreadsheets. So <laughs> this is one where I, I, I shared with you guys and a bunch of other people. I, I did a, a comparison tool on what bike and wheel set is faster and compared it to the Tron and all, all of that goofiness. So, I mean, that's that, that was pretty goofy, but it was fun. But, you know, once I start into the spreadsheets that take into account the rolling resistance and your weight and your, then that's the point where, you know, you, you, you got to say at that point that Alibaba had, had them 40 thieves, but you never had a friend like me. <laughs> Craig, I, I, um, well, it's obviously love for reference. Um, I am very much looking forward to the day that you work out on each of those eight routes to the meter, how much gravel and how much tarmac there is, what what the um, various different time difference will, time differences will be per bike, um, and for us to be able to basically stick in a route on your spreadsheet and for us to be told exactly what the best bike is per level, that I will I will be a very happy man. So you, you forget I'm an engineer. I'm just going to approximate to get a number. It might not be right, <laughs> but it's going to be approximate. And that's what we do on this podcast. The Pink Tron is approximately the best bike. 
um, for all conditions. Uh, I, as I said, genuinely, if we're talking exciting things, um, I could see the potential for in one world, and if Swift smoothed the UI, could you do a race where you genuinely had like a point to point you have to do this on a road bike, then you switch your mountain bike and do this race, and then you do a TT to finish. And it's effectively three events in an hour and a half or something like that. But um, that would rely on Swift being able to allow you to kind of pedal up to the start of the event rather than uh, quit and load again. But uh, there we go. I, I would absolutely love to see the ability to not just pick a route, but to design a route. Um, so obviously we, we know all the roads in Watopia probably better than our own neighbourhoods. Um, but the, the ability to customise your start, your finish, why, why do we always have to start in a pen? Why can't we just start from the point on the road that we choose? And why, why can't we choose where we turn right, where we turn left? Um, like the extra level of customization that that would generate would massively transform all races we're able to put on, um, I think it'd be fantastic. And this this is what I really, really want from Zwift, is that ability to do things like that, to then play with the geography of Wildtopia, to then recreate some of the really cool moments in cycling. So I, I still love Outdoor Zwift. Like I'm, I might go and cycle outdoors one day, but that's as close as I'm getting to that. It's a really cool, but like, and I don't want to join these ones that do like oh, we recreate it like camera realistic i just i like the fact that actually the avatar isn't pulling weird shapes while i'm cycling along and the i'm not jumping left to right and there's not a weird van appearing because they're using google street view or something like that you know the zwift actually looks really nice it's a really smooth experience to ride on and i like outdoor zwift and like imagine if you had some of the like and i, I love i love riding on Champs Elysees and those kind of things like and, and actually up the mall in london so recreating those bits of famous rides is really cool like, i imagine people who in the states who know richmond well probably quite enjoy i don't know how they enjoy that but yeah play with the geography <laughs> put things close to each other there you go anyway i'm going to finish with an aladdin quote because a whole new world and all that but i thought this quote from Aladdin is particularly lovely and for me sums up the herd. Um, so sometimes we only see how people are different, but if we look hard enough, you can see how much we're all alike. And we all love cycling and we all love moving at each other. And we all love the herd. And on that particularly soppy and gooey note, I'm going to say goodnight to you all. Good night, everyone. Good night.